You are listening to a new episode of Beyond the Curtain Podcast, presented by the Outlaw Wrestling Network. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, niños and niñas, welcome to the newest edition of Beyond the Curtain. Yeah, buddy. It's the first episode of 2020. Boy, oh boy, how time has flown by. I know for me personally, this thing flew, flew by way too quickly. Flew by way too quickly. Wouldn't you agree? Here we are at the beginning of a, not only a new year, but a new decade. Whew, it's hard to even imagine that. Imagine that 10 years ago, I was 14 years old. Yeah, no idea what to do with my life. I kind of do now. But, hey. It's all good. Thank you guys for tuning in this week to Beyond the Curtain. I'm going to try to do more of these as a week-by-week week thing. I know that uh, sometimes it's just few and far between. I had a little bit of a couple of sick days there in between. And, of course, the holiday season coming up, you're just so busy and stressful with all sorts of stuff. Making sure you get at least something for somebody and trying to enjoy the holiday season while it's happening. But, man, we're already five, six days, seven days out of Christmas. Good Lord. I just remember telling my four-year-old that, on the 26th of December, hey, only 364 more days to go to Christmas. Now we are, and we're a week removed from Christmas, and that clock has already ticking down. I need to go ahead and start my holiday season now while we're at it. I hope you guys enjoyed your holiday season. I hope you guys had a great, wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. I uh, hope you guys had an amazing New Year. I hope you guys have great New Year's resolutions. Uh, I've got a couple. Definitely lose a little bit of weight. Stop eating as much. Exercise a little bit more. Be more in tune with my family, my friends, um, to be a better God-fearing person. I know that uh, some people may not be religious, and that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, for me personally, I do believe in God and Jesus, and uh, maybe a little more in tune with my Bible-thumping, as Stone Cold once said at the King of the Ring in 96. Anyways, I um, hope everybody had a safe, happy, healthy, wonderful, fantastic holiday season. It's the most important thing is that you guys were safe and enjoyed it. Now we're back into our regular day, everyday lives, right? Back to the work grind, the school grind, parent grind, sport grind, exercise, whatever the case may be. Um, I know for me, I've uh, turned to a coffee grind. If you ask my girlfriend, she's like absolutely crazy at the fact that I'm a coffee drinker. Now, she got me a mug for Christmas, a thermos mug, a Capitals one, which eh, I'm on a losing streak right now, so... No, no, I wish I had another mug to drink out of. <laughs> I'm that type of fan. Um, I got two Capitals mugs, one for my aunt, one from uh, my girlfriend. And uh, I think everybody's now shocked that I drink coffee almost on an everyday basis. I'm trying to turn to more of a man, my friends. Not sure if coffee drinking is more of a man thing or just drinking vodka. I don't know. Either way, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hope you guys are having some cool, uh, fun, interesting things coming up in the month of January. Not only the month of January, but uh, every month for the rest of this year. I know on the 13th this month, I got a whole lot to look forward to as uh, my Clemson Tigers are back in that national championship game facing another Tiger team, LSU. LSU. But uh, that's going to be a great game. Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence at offense versus our offense. Uh, it's going to be a great game, I think. Yeah, hometown New Orleans, so they got that hometown fever going in NOLA. Should be a good game. Should be a very interesting game. 
Fourth time in five years Clemson's been in the national championship game. Where in the world is little old Clemson doing in the national championship game? We win in titles, baby. That's what we're doing. Ten years ago, we wouldn't even be really in the conversation of a national championship. As we got some sirens going by here. And ten years later, boy, one of the top programs in the country. Dabo Sweeney is the man, my friends. And before anybody jumps on my throat, no, I'm not a bandwagoner. Guys, I was a fan of Clemson after the brawl in 04. Any of you that's listening from South Carolina, you know what the brawl is. That was a brawl between Clemson and South Carolina at the end of the 04 season, I think it was. We both forfeited our bids to go to a bowl game. Clemson players beat the shit out of Gamecock players in the game as well as uh, in the fight. Uh, <laughs> I was a fan after that, man. Been through some trials and tribulations. Let me tell you, went through the Tommy Bowden era, the whole Bowden Bowl thing with him and his dad, coach of Florida State. We went through uh, Clipboard Jesus as quarterback, Charlie Whitehurst. Went through Cullen Harper, Kyle Parker, had Thunder and Lightning with Davis and Spiller. And I remember remember the good times and the bad. You know, Dabo Sweeney being the interim head coach and going through those couple struggling seasons. Um, and getting Todd Boyd and Andre Ellington as running back and winning the ACC title in 11 against Virginia Tech, getting absolutely obliterated by West Virginia in the Orange Bowl. Uh, you know, taught us a lot of lessons there for sure. You know, went through Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Hopkins. Went through Dwayne Allen as tight end, man. We get to Cole Stout as quarterback. Had that nice game in the Russell Athletic Bowl against Oklahoma in 14. You know, one uh, had Deshaun Watson as our quarterback then, and Wayne Gallman had those wide right receivers, man. Good times. Artavis Scott had uh, Jordan Legg as our tight end, had uh, that whole defense, which is stacked and crazy with all sorts of guys like uh, Curse and Mackenzie Alexander and uh, you know, linebackers like Ben Bulware and just all crazy. Kendall Joseph, just, I mean, so many crazy, crazy, you know, time frames of going back, remembering all this good and fun stuff. And now here we are. With uh, you can't forget, you know, the Power Rangers defensive line with Christian Wilkins and Cleveland Farrow, Dexter Lawrence. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Got a top recruiting class, recruiting class coming into 2020. Got to take care of business on the 13th, though, guys. It'll be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. Um, hey, my Redskins got a new head coach, I think, with Ron Rivera. Yeah, uh, things looking up in DC, man. Got Jack Del Rio as our potential defensive coordinator and going to get a new GM and uh, looking forward to Redskins football for the first time in a while. So that's going to be interesting. And uh, enough about all the sports stuff. I can go on and on about sports. This is a wrestling podcast, guys. What am I doing? Gosh. On topic, son. Anyways. So uh, what are we going to be talking about today? We're talking about the preview of the first AEW Dynamite of the new year, of the new decade, January 1st, New Year's, new year's Day, 2020. It's going to be an interesting episode, an interesting year of Dynamite. I've got a few things I'm going to be talking about, not only my previewing Dynamite. I'm going to be giving some questions and things I'd like to see in AEW in 2020. And I'm going to give two breakout male, female Tag Teams of 2020. You give a special announcement at the very end of this episode. So guys, kick back, relax, enjoy this episode of Beyond the Curtain. 
Like I mentioned, I hope you guys are having a great day, evening, morning, night, middle of the night. Having, having, having a happy and safe holiday season, New Year season, all that fun stuff. So let's get to some uh, taking care of a little bit of business first. We'll come back. And we're going to get to the preview of Dynamite. All right, guys. Such a wonderful sponsor that I got there. And uh, rescuing and saving pets are near and dear to my heart. So hope you guys get out there and enjoy that this holiday season and get out there and um, adopt some pets. On to uh, the preview of AEW Dynamite, the first episode of the new year as well as the new decade, the January 1st edition of Dynamite, where records will be resetting starting on this uh, edition of Dynamite, which I found very interesting. So didn't have too many you know, win-loss totals as of the end of last year. I don't think anybody got to 10 wins yet, double-digit wins, but records will reset, so It'll be interesting to see um, how this whole thing trans- uh, transpires. Is they're going to keep kind of an overall uh, career overall in AEW, or if it's just going to kind of null and void that and just go back to a record reset. Either way, it's going to be interesting. So none of these is in specific order, but I'm just going to go from the list and see what we've got going on here. We've got Cody versus Darby Allen, a rematch of Fighter Fest, which I thought was an awesome, amazing match. Um, definitely broke out our Darby Allen of uh, out of his shell and put him onto the natural forefront as one of the up-and-coming rising superstars in professional wrestling, but more so AEW. So I'm going to expect another great match there. We've got the elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. I'm going to take it on the Lucha Brothers. That is Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix and Pac. So six-man action we've got going on there. That's going to be a fun match to watch. A lot of high-flying action. Um, a lot of in-your-face, smash-mouth type of type of action we got going on here. So that's going to be an awesome match. The original match between Riho and Chris Statlander for the AEW Women's Championship is being postponed. Statlander will get her shot at the AEW Women's Championship on the 8th of January in Mississippi. Uh, she was already contractually obligated to have a match. Um, I think it was out west in California somewhere. Um, and Tony Khan said, you know, that's that's unfair for us to make you do that because you signed with them first. So we're not going to be stingy and pessimistic and pity and let you do your contractually obligated thing. So you wrestle over there, and when you come back to uh, AEW next week, you will have your women's championship match. So who will be facing Chris Statlander on the 8th of January? Well, we're going to find out on Dynamite as we've got Riho versus Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, and Hikaru Shida in a fatal four-way women's championship match where the winner will be facing Chris Statlander for the Women's Championship next week on Dynamite. Should be a fun match. Should be an interesting match. <clears throat> Excuse me. Riho um, has been the champion since the debut edition of Dynamite back in October. She has beaten Britt Baker and Nyla Rose, and I believe Hikaru Shida before, so um, it's going to be interesting how this one does turn out. John Moxley versus Trent. I think it'll be an okay match. John Moxley is going to dominate because John Moxley is on a roll in AEW. Uh, Dustin Rhodes makes his first appearance in singles action quite a while. He'll be facing Sammy Guevara of the Inner Circle. It's going to be fun to see. Welcome back, Dustin, to full-time competition. Hope that arm is healed up enough, and we're going to be seeing him whooping some arse out there in the ring. We've got some special appearances. We've got Taz making a special appearance on Dynamite. As we all remember, Taz did some uh, commentary for AEW Dark back when they were in Philadelphia. 
And uh, so I think this is going to be a pretty special announcement, or not announcement, but appearance. He may make a special announcement. Um, there's been some rumblings that he may end up being like a commissioner type role of AEW. I think that'd be very cool. I think seeing Taz back in a professional wrestling ring in some capacity is always a good thing, even if he's not wrestling. So uh, this should be an interesting um, segment to see the human suplex machine go out there and do his thing and uh, rattle the crowd there in Jacksonville at Daly's Place. Uh, should be an awesome segment there. MJF is scheduled to appear, and we all know when MJF has a live mic, stuff goes down. So this is going to be an interesting segment as well. This is a whole loaded show, top to bottom, probably the best uh, top to bottom card of AEW that they've had on Dynamite since the inception back on October 2nd in D.C. Um, who knows if Wardlow will appear with him and what he's going to be talking about. Probably throwing some more shade at Cody and... Uh, Building up towards her next pay-per-view, which will be on February 29th at Chicago Wintrust Arena for Revolution, which, uh, or excuse me, not February 29th. I'm sorry. Um, it is the 29th of February. My fault. Either way, um, interesting to see what MJF will do there. And then finally, we've got John Moxley announcing if he will join the Inner Circle or not. Jericho laid out the invitation on the last edition of Dynamite on the 18th of December as we all remember, Dynamite did not air even a special show on Christmas Day. Anyways, uh, Moxley did lay out, the, or excuse me, Jericho laid out the um, invitation to join the inner circle and said Moxley, you know, take some time, take the holidays to relax, have some fun with your wife and your family. We're back on January 1st and uh, we'll ask then if, if, if you're accepting the invitation. So we will find out on Dynamite if John Moxley will announce if he is joining the inner circle or if he's going all alone and Blazing the trail on his own. Uh, quick, uh, maybe quick prediction here. I'm going to predict they had a draw back at Fighter Fest. I'm going all in with Darby Allen. He's going to be taking the W on the first episode of Dynamite in 2020. I think that uh, the Lucha Brothers and Pac is going to be taking the win over the um, Omega and the Young Bucks. Riho retains her AEW Women's Championship facing Chris Statlander next week. John Moxley will defeat Trent. I do think Dustin Rhodes does get the win over Sammy Guevara. And um, I can't really say what the, what Taz and MJF are going to be talking about. So this is going to be interesting. I think it's going to be some of the best segments of the night for sure. And of course, John Moxley is not going to join the inner circle. Are you crazy? He's going to whoop Jericho's ass. Predicting John Moxley will be the next AEW champion, by the way. Whether it happens at Revolution or not, I think he'll be the next champion. Interesting to see that a couple of days after Dynamite, Moxley and Jericho are going to be heading to Tokyo for New, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 14. Night 1 will feature Lance Archer versus uh, John Moxley in a, uh, in a crazy brawl, deathmatch type match for the IWGP United States Championship. And Night 2 will feature a special singles match between Jericho and Hiroshi Tanahashi, one of the most uh, famous and legendary Japanese performers um, in this generation. Um, kudos also to quick shout out to Juice and Thunder Liger. Interesting um, character, awesome career, awesome legend, and awesome wrestler and performer. Going to be having his two uh, retirement matches at Wrestle Kingdom, and then he's going to have a formal um, uh, retirement ceremony, basically, um, at New Year's Dash the day after uh, Wrestle Kingdom. 14 on Monday, I believe it is. So uh, sad to see the legend go, but it's going on his own terms, and you can't ask for anything better than that. So it's going to be awesome to see that. I'm going to be watching Wrestle Kingdom, not live, because I did that two years in a row when I was off work and I had a day to recuperate. 
both of these are going to be happening on days I have to work, so I'm not going to be watching that. But it's going to be interesting to catch up on that and witness the final couple matches of that legendary performer's career. So, guys, that is the preview of Dynamite for January the 1st, 2020, where we do have the records that will be resetting. All these matches taking place, these segments that are taking place, like I said, top to bottom, definitely the most amazing car we've got lined up for AEW Dynamite since its inception, since its inception on October the 2nd. So uh, tune in, guys, on TNT at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. It's going to be an awesome show. I can't wait to watch this with all of you and enjoy it every second of the night. Guys, we've got a couple more segments here to go. Next one's going to be talking about some questions and things I'd like to see in AEW in 2020. And then we're going to follow that up with my two breakout male, female, and tag team performers on AEW of 2020. Stay tuned. We've got a couple plugs before we get back to here. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back on Beyond the Curtain. Well, howdy ho there, motherfuckers. It's James Beatley. I hope you're enjoying the content on the Beyond the Curtain podcast. And as a member of the Outlaw Wrestling Network, I'd like to just take a moment and plug my podcast, the Taken the Bump podcast. Um, It is a weekly podcast. I try to at least put out one episode a week um, going through the hottest topics in professional wrestling. Um, I tend to focus more on impact wrestling and all elite wrestling, um, but I will span the entire uh, profession, the entire genre of professional wrestling. Um, For more info and to listen to our previous episodes, follow me on Twitter at T the B podcast and follow me on Facebook, taking the bump podcast. Um, Y'all can message me, y'all can comment, uh, get in touch with me, ask me questions if y'all want to partner up in any way, um, be a guest on the show, I'll gladly take all questions and comments, uh, send them to me on either of my social medias. It's James Beatley, host of the Taking the Bump podcast, and now back to your regularly scheduled content. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, a member of the Outlaws Wrestling Network. We've got Jimmy Jam James Beatley with his show, Taking the Bump. So please take a listen to that on all your favorite podcast listening applications. Talks about Impact Wrestling and some other crazy stuff. We just finished up with an episode of uh, recording with our good dear friend Randall Beatley for his show, Unhinged, where we talked about our... Uh, male wrestler of the decade, female wrestler of the decade, tag team wrestlers of the decade, our, our WrestleMania moment of the decade, um, favorite gimmick, uh, best surprise entrance. Not sure if there's one more or not. I feel like I'm losing one, but uh, uh, either way, or a few to the de- few to the decade. That was it. Um, take a listen to that. Very interesting show. Had some crazy points as well, but uh, good listen for sure. So um, either way, take a listen. Taking a bump. Follow him on here on, on Anchor, on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff, guys. Wherever you can find podcasts, Spotify too. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. Uh, please listen to it and uh, uh, give them a good shout out and love as well. Back to this show, though. 
going to get on to some more AEW talk where I have some questions and things that I'd like to see in AEW in 2020. Things like, won't we see Jake Hager and Wardlow fight in AEW? I know they're both MMA wrestlers, or MMA fighters, excuse me. Don't make that mistake, they'll kill you. MMA fighters, I know Jake Hager is, I believe Wardlow is for some reason as well. Um, it, but Ward, Wardlow appeared, I believe a month ago, a little over a month ago, <clears throat> and Hager has been with AEW since the first episode on October 2nd, so... We're three months into Dynamite. <clears throat> We've had one pay-per-view since Dynamite started with full gear. When are we going to see these guys in the ring wrestle? Obviously, we're setting up a Luchasaurus versus Jake Hager type of feud. Wardlow is kind of in there with MJF kind of against Cody and the Elite as well. So, um, either way, it's going to be interesting and big when they do finally have their fights in AEW. And I'm excited and interested to see it. I just hope it doesn't take forever. You know, by revolution, if we don't see these two in the ring in some capacity fighting, um, I have a lot more questions because I want to see more of that. Speaking of pay-per-views, <clears throat> I see that AEW has already booked two pretty big arenas for Dynamite's upcoming in 2020. They've got the State Farm Arena in Atlanta that they're going to be going to, I believe, in March, and as well as Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Um, I believe in that same time period or April as well. <clears throat> I have no problem with AEW going to these big arenas. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I just don't want to see these half full arenas with a lot of things tarped off. I'm not saying AEW can't fill up a 20,000-seat arena. They almost practically did it for their first episode in D.C. at Capital One Arena. But I feel like they need to stick to their eight, five to 8,000-seat arenas, 10,000-seat Stick with that, stick with that, and let that build uh, itself up, get some good crowds, and then maybe go to one or two big arenas uh, in the whole calendar year for Dynamite and leave the big arenas to the pay-per-views. You've only got four, maybe five a year. Um, Stick it to those because you want to fill up those seats first, you know, uh, the small arenas on a consistent basis before you make the jump to the bigger arenas. Um, And I understand whether the Atlanta one, you know, with Cody being from Atlanta and that whole area and AEW having a southeast um, presence with Jacksonville. Um, so it's not too far away from Atlanta. New Jersey one, I'm not 110% sure on as to why they're doing that. Um, the only things we can both, you know, look at is that they're going to be huge, huge shows. Um, we all know AEW will more than likely deliver that. So um, I'm just not a fan of going to these big, big arenas for these shows yet just because we need to consistently start selling out these 10,000, you know, seven to 10,000 seat arenas before we can really make that niche effort into going up to that uh, next level. Um, but hey, I don't run the company. I'm just giving my thoughts and stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> you know, obviously they go to bigger arenas for pay-per-views as they should. I just feel like that should be the way it should be, you know, sell out your arenas for your TV shows and uh, make it look good and then go to your bigger arenas for pay-per-views. Um thing that I'd like to see in AEW in 2020 is more character development. No matter what people think of the Dark Order segment that ended Dynamite on the 18th or what the whole thing has been since their inception back at Double or Nothing, I loved what they did at the end of 2019 with the Dark Order. They kept them off TV for about a month, let them build up those vignettes, those promos. They were creepy, but they were fun. They were 
they were they were they were ecstatic in my opinion. I thought they did a very good job with that, and then showed them to be one of a very top tag team in AEW just by doing one attack at the very end of the show. That's the last thing we saw on AEW TV on TNT in 2019. So they've already got momentum heading into 2020. Interesting to see where they go. Hopefully they don't get kind of lost in a shuffle, buried-ish like they were in 2019. But give me more character development. Characters I can sink my teeth into. I understand they don't want to be a WWE-esque product, and I applaud them for that. I love AEW as much as anybody else. Um, One of the most diehard fans, I would think. Um, which, by the way, shout out to my girlfriend for giving me that Sean Spears shirt and for giving me that AEW varsity jacket. God, it's so comfortable. Guys, if you ever have 50 bucks or 60 bucks to spend on ProWrestlingTees.com or at ShopAEW.com, go get that varsity jacket. It is, it is worth the money. It is so comfortable, so warm. I love it. I love my girlfriend for doing that. Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> um, but yeah, give me more characters to sink my teeth into. <clears throat> We've got a lot of heels in the company, which is great because we didn't really have any at the beginning of Dynamite when it started. Uh, but I just need more character development. You know, let me, let me sink myself into a character, you know, and like him because of who he is, not just because of what, what he kind of moves he does, stuff like that. I love the moves, the, air, the acrobatics, the aerial attacks. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But I also like a good character, too, to either... Let me say, God, I hate him. He sucks. I hate that character. Or that's a hell of a character. I love it. Um, not maybe for every single superstar, but, man, give me some of these to sink my teeth into so that way you guys can at least kind of separate as to who's who instead of just saying, yeah, this guy can do that, this guy can do that, you know? Big question that everybody has got on their minds ever since the end of last year when we heard the rumblings of his contract expiring. Marty Skrull heading to AEW. Staying with the Ring of Honor, going to NXT or WWE, New Japan, Impact, anybody. We all know that Marty Skrull has at least signed on to be in the main event of uh, actually the Concord, North Carolina show, close to where I live, in February, on Saturday, February 12th. Um, But where does he go from there? Excuse me, it is uh, um, 15th, sorry, Saturday the 15th, I believe it is. But where does he go from there? After February 15th, where does he go from there? Does he appear at Revolution on the 29th? Does he go to NXT? Does he stay in ROH? Does he stay in NWA? He made that debut at Into the Fire. <clears throat> what happens with Marty Skrull? He is his own man. He can do whatever he wants to do, but it's always going to be intriguing until he finally solidifies where he's going. Um, for sure that we don't know where he's going. Um. Big one that I think we'll have an answer to in very in 2020, maybe beyond. Will New Japan Pro Wrestling be working with AEW in 2020 or in years after that? We all know that um, at Wrestle Kingdom 14 in just a few days, Hiroshi Tanahashi will face Chris Jericho, and Jericho has said if he uh, Tanahashi beats Jericho, then he gets a shot at the AEW World Title, which is great, fantastic, builds some 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 uh, suspense into the feud into the match. I've always said that Moxley is just going to interfere because he, he wrestles in night one. Night two is going to interfere and beat up on Jericho. So Jericho wins the match, and it means that Tanahashi loses so he doesn't get the shot at the world title. As Moxley kind of giving a finger, middle finger to Tanahashi saying, I'm the main event. I'm in the main event picture. I'm not letting nobody steal my spotlight or my thunder and going after Jericho in this AEW title and beating him for it. That could also draw a heat from Tanahashi and 
you know, costing uh, Moxley the world title at Revolution. It could cause a fight between those two at a New Japan show, at an AEW show. There's a lot of possibilities here, and it's just interesting and intriguing and just kind of builds up the momentum that a possibility of them two working together, New Japan and AEW, uh, more of a possibility. So I'm interested to see what will happen not only at Wrestle Kingdom, but after that. Um, I think it's just going to be uh, absolutely fantastic <laughs> either way. Um, as long as you know it does happen, I won't. I would be a little disappointed if it didn't happen. I understand why it wouldn't happen, but um, just for nostalgic purposes, I think it'd be very, very, very great. Um, next thing I've got is the ranking system. Is it staying? Is there any nuances, any additions, anything different with it? With the records resetting, are they going to give the overall records like I mentioned before? With a preview of Dynamite, are they going to keep the overall records for their careers in AEW, kind of on the side there? and give their new records, or are they just going to go along with the new records? And how is that going to affect the ranking system coming out of 2019 and into 2020? Would it kind of affect it based off of the new records, or would it kind of stay the same and just you know put an addition as to what happened in the new record uh, system? Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens from there for sure. <clears throat> and lastly, I've got the secondary title. Will it be introduced? When will it be introduced in AEW? Is the Dynamite Ring technically that secondary title, or is it just a thing for somebody to fight for and have for a while to keep them, you know, occupied until they get a secondary title? Uh, so, are they going to name it U.S. title, national title, television championship, intercontinental championship? Um, going to be interesting to see exactly what will happen with uh, with that. So. Um, I'm interested to see what will happen. I think it's going to be some very fun, very creative things that will happen in AEW in 2020. So I'm anxious to see what will happen with uh, the whole title scene, the whole title picture, uh, what comes about it, um, obviously with the ranking system uh, being a big part of that as well. So you're going to be interested to see what happens, guys. I think uh, we should all be excited for AEW in 2020. Obviously, I've got some questions, but thanks to like to see you as well. And if none of these things happen, I'm not going to like or unlike AEW any less. Um, you know, as, as long as they don't take a backseat, in my opinion, from one of the momentum they carried into to 2020. Um, but some things that I think uh, would be very cool to either potentially see or see in AEW. What are some things you guys would like to see in AEW or some questions you have for the company? Um, I know there's a lot of haters. There's a lot of doubters for AEW. Also, some diehard fans as well, like myself. Um, so, what are some questions you guys have? Definitely let me know in either message boards, um, message with the page on Twitter or Facebook. Um, you know, as I post these on social media, give us some comments in the comment section. Let me know. I would love to see that as well. We can kind of go about that and kind of have a nice little discussion about it. Um, I'd love to see that happen. So, um, anyways, guys, I'm going to finish up next with my two breakout male and female and tag team stars of AEW in 2020, as well as a nice little announcement at the very end of the show. So, stay tuned. One more plug, real quick. We'll be right back to finish up the show. So, stay tuned to Beyond the Curtain. Hey, y'all, it's Randall Beely of the Unhinged Wrestling Podcast. You can find me on Spotify, Google Podcast. Uh, Apple Podcasts, and any place you listen to your podcast for. If you want a no-holds-barred, no-fucks-giving approach to the world of wrestling, check out the Unhinged Wrestling Podcast. 
Ah, uh, yes. Just like with our dear friend James at Taking the Bump Podcast, please take a listen to Randall Beatley's podcast on Hinge Wrestling Podcast, please. We all friends here at the Outlaw Wrestling Network. Even if we disagree with each other, it's all good. We got our own opinions and whatnot, but it's all right. So please uh, give some love to their pages and their uh, shows as well. Uh, all friends here, all good here, opinions aside. Back to our show here, guys. going to finish out the portion of this show with uh, my two breakout male superstars, female superstars, and tag teams of 2020 in AEW, followed by a special announcement at the end. So please do not go anywhere after I'm done with this. Anyways, um, we're going to start out with the tag teams, tag teams that I think will be breakout uh, tag teams of 2020 for AEW. I'm going to go with... The Butcher and the Blade, I think they're going to be a breakout tag team, going to present a little more physicality, a little more toughness, um, and just intriguing with their characters and, and their looks in AEW. I think they're going to be breakout uh, tag team and potentially have a shot at that tag team championship. Um, I think they're going to be a mainstay on Dynamite <clears throat> as well as Dark and uh, just be featured in more segments overall throughout throughout 2020 and uh um, just be more connected to the audience as far as being shown on camera more. I think the opportunity will present itself and these guys will knock the door in. My other breakout tag team of 2020 in All Elite Wrestling, gotta be Jurassic Express. Gotta be a Jurassic Express. Even if, H- even if Hager and uh, Luchasaurus are feuding, uh, they're, undefe- they're, they're undefeated. They're winless as a tag team. Jurassic Express, whether it's Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, or Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, Jungle Boy, who had a great showing on the last episode of Dynamite in 2019 on the 18th of December by going to that draw with Jericho, um, showed us what he can do. The guy definitely is a breakout star. Um, it definitely somebody on the rise for sure. It's definitely over the crowd for sure, and that whole group is too. And even though these guys are winless, I think these guys, are once Luchasaurus is fully 110% and gets back into tag team action, He's going to be uh, with a tag team, and they're going to be getting on a winning streak. And I could see this tag team winning the tag team championship in 2020, surprisingly, uh, surprisingly or not. Um, Got to get a bunch of wins going for them. So 2020 is right around the corner. The records reset itself. So expect Jurassic Express to be on their way up and up in AEW in the tag team division. My female breakout superstars of the year. This one was a little bit of a tough one. I had um, I had a couple different people that I chose that I think will definitely be breakout stars. Um, first, definitely Chris Statlander. Had a little bit of a winning streak and has definitely been shown on Dynamite more in the last few weeks of 2019. She is definitely going to be on her way up in the women's division for sure. I'm predicting that Rio is going to win on uh, the New Year's Day show, and I think that on the 8th, it'll be Statlander versus Riho, and we see our first title change in AEW with Statlander defeating Riho on Dynamite to be the new women's champion. That's just me, but uh, I think there's a lot of good things happening to Statlander here. She's featured in some of these storylines. She's with the uh, um, Nightmare Collective um, feuding with them. They may interrupt her and cause her to lose on the 8th, even if I'm wrong, 
I think Chris Atlander's going to be featured into a lot more things, into a lot more storylines, and be a prominent role and prominent female in this division that's on the up. It's definitely got some tweaks. It's got to work out, especially with the storylines and the character development and just being more consistent with her matches. Um, not it, Unfortunately, it's probably the weakest link of, the, of AEW, even though it's still a very good division top to bottom. Um, so I think that in 2020, you'll see Chris Atlander taking the next level and being a prominent female in that role, in that roster. My second one was a hard one. It was a hard one because I had a choice of trying to pick somebody out of the blue that I think, hey, you know what, that caught my eye. I think she'll do it. Or somebody who's already been on TV that just hasn't had <clears throat> her shot yet of being um, the the uh, <clears throat> prominent female in AEW. I chose to take a stab in the dark. I'm going with Sadie Gibbs. Sadie Gibbs, you have not seen a lot of her on Dynamite and in AEW in general. So I think that as long as she's a full-time wrestler with the company, she gets more matches on Dark. She appears on Dynamite more. She could be a breakout star of 2020. That's my dark horse for sure. I think that we need to see a little bit more of her, but a little more of her character, her in-ring work. Shanna was a very close one too. I thought Shanna had a very good uh, last few weeks there in 2019. She was very good as well. Um, either one of them definitely could be dark horses for breakout female the star of the year for 2020 for AEW. But I chose Sadie Gibbs just because we have not seen her much of all um, at all. So um, I expect different things for, for Sadie Gibbs in 2020, hopefully for the better for her uh, running AEW. And we finally get to the males, and I've got two here, and I had to choose two. This was the, the reason why I choose, chose two, because I couldn't pick one out of these two guys. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit different. I'm going to go with two breakout stars for each division. So my first one, Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian had a nice little promo, <clears throat> excuse me, at full gear that stuck with me, and I'm not 110% sure if he's made an appearance on Dynamite yet <clears throat> since then, where he's on promos, which I think has just been promo and vignettes. This guy can be a douche heel, which is great, which is good, which is what you need. That heat of having Penelope Ford at his side can only make matters better. And I think Kip Sabian is obviously one of the best in the ring. He's so fluid, so just great to watch. He's so flawless, in my opinion. He does it so easily, makes it look clean and nice, but does a great job of his in-ring work as well. And is very good on the mic, in my opinion. So I expect big things from Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford at his side in 2020. And my second one is Sean Spears. Now, I had an idea a couple nights ago that I shared with my girlfriend that I think would be perfect for for these guys. Now, Sean Spears, with Tully Blanchard to decide, man, he's had a tough time in 2020 going from WWE and appearing in AEW, now full-time in AEW. Hasn't had his groove yet, and I think he's getting there. With these records resetting, it's going to help a lot of these superstars either build on to good winning streaks, make themselves more uh, respected and known, and um, more of a winning you know, participant in AEW. Sean Spears is definitely one of them. How it had a flippity floppity 2019 as far as record goes in AEW. I think the new year and the records resetting will definitely help for sure. It's almost like a new season in football, you know, in basketball, baseball, hockey, sports in general. That's what AEW is is a sports league. They don't call it a wrestling company, it's a sports league. Sports wrestling league, whatever you want to call it. But the records reset just like as they were as they would in new seasons and different sports. So it's got it's kind of cool and good that they're doing this. They're keeping up with that sports tradition and that sports theme to it, which I love. And Sean Spears is going to benefit this from a lot of things, just like Jurassic Express, where they're, they're winless. And Sean Spears isn't, but very inconsistent in matches that he definitely should have won. He's got to work a little bit on his in-ring work, I think. 
spice it up a little bit. I'm not a fan of the finisher he has. I'm not saying that he needs a more devastating finisher, but it is wrestling. So you want something that's going to say, yeah, that, that would knock me out. That's a knockout right there. Um, John Moxley with the paradigm shift, when it was just a regular dirty deeds type DDT, I didn't really believe it. But now that he kind of lifts up his opponent and drives him to the mat as if he's really trying to hurt him, that's believable. That, to me, just that little tweak made it so much more deadly and, and better. So, you know, Sean Spears, if he's doing that Death Valley driver as his uh, finishing move, put a little more emphasis on it, man. Um, whether it's off the top rope, second rope, whether it's just uh, driving him down a little bit more towards the mat, you know, come up with a submission finisher. Come up with something else. I don't know what it is yet. I love his in-ring work, though, for the most part. His mic skills are great. Having that heat with Tully Blanchard just makes it even better. But the idea that I had was that Sean Spears needs to be in a stable. And I know stables can be a bad thing, but look at New Japan. There's stables all over the place, and then we still like them and love them and respect them. I call them the Perfection Connection. And I would put Kip Sabian, Sean Spears, possibly Britt Baker into this group, unless you would just want to keep the females Penelope Ford since she is with Kip Sabian. I think if you did that, man, with Tully Blanchard as a manager, I think that that stable could go far. I wouldn't say they would win a world title, but man, they could be a mainstay, namestay, stable. Perfection Connection, AEW, if you're listening, listen to that idea. The Perfection Connection, Tully Blanchard's your manager, Kip Sabian, Sean Spears, and if you want to throw in a female performer, whether it's Penelope Ford or just keep her as a valet with Kip, put Britt Baker in there. That'd be a perfect thing for her to get some... Um, she's lost a lot of steam, a lot of steam, and especially with the fans too, not only in AEW, but in wrestling in general. Get her some heat, put her as a heel, put her in that group, man. That could go far. I think that would be one of the best things that I, that I could ever see in AEW is if they put those three in a group, let them go after it, let them have their own ideas, let them do their own thing, and I guarantee you I think it would work. So uh, AEW, I'm listening for phone calls <laughs> if you want me in your production meetings and talking about ideas. Not that I'm experienced, but I would love to work for you in general. So my phone is always open. If you ever want to contact me, just give me a message. I have no problem doing that. Um, so, yeah, those are my breakout stars for male, female, and tag team. Um, if you guys have any different ones or ones that you think would be added to, if you want to make two, if you want to make one, once again, comment section. Let me know. That's what it's all about. Feedback, feedback, feedback. So let me know. I'd be interested to see your ideas, too. So, guys, as we finish up here with this edition of Beyond the Curtain, i got an announcement to make. Beautiful, traditional, fantastic announcement. As you guys know, I've opened up a pro wrestling tee store, partnered with Pro Wrestling Tees. Get some shirts up there. And you guys already know that I'm not in this for a specific profit to make money and monetary value off of this podcast. What it is is to simply, if you like this, if you like the product enough, just buy something to help support me. Help show off that you're a fan. Help spread the word. That's the best way to do it, right? Word of mouth. Show off town that you have a podcast logo on your shirt. Like, what's that? And they check it out. They listen to me. They either hate or they like it. We either gain a new fan or lose a fan. Hey, reaction is what is most important, right? So as you guys know, I got two designs up there. We got a Yeah Buddy t-shirt for $26.99. We've got the traditional podcast logo for $19.99. Once again, I didn't make, I didn't set the prices. I didn't know if you added the logo to the back of the shirt, which the Yeah Buddy one has our logo on the back of the shirt. It adds money to the product, I guess, because they have to make it and cost more. I don't know. Anyways, um, I have to mention this, guys, because I think this is this is great. We're just finishing off the holiday season. I know people are broke. I'm one of those people, but I'm still making through. Pay my bills. We're good to go. 
But this is a great way for you guys to support the show, support the product, share the words, share the everything about it by buying a shirt. Pro Wrestling Tees, and myself included, are offering 20, 20, 20% off t-shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees starting January the 1st, that's today, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. This will last all the way to January 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time slash 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So from January 1st at 1 p.m. Eastern to January 5th, 1 p.m. Eastern. From January 1st, 12 p.m. Central to January 5th, 12 p.m. Central. Do you have the dates? Do you have the time frame down? Because if you don't, I'll be very upset at you. Guys, this is five whole days that you get the chance to get any piece of your merchandise 20% off at ProWrestlingTees.com. Now, our website, specifically for looking for my shirts, we've got ProWrestlingTees.com slash BeyondTheCurtainWrestlingPodcast. ProWrestlingTees.com slash BeyondTheCurtainWrestlingPodcast. Guys, like I said, i got two shirts on there right now. If you buy my 1999 logo tee, and if you guys want to donate to charity, don't feel like you have to do it because I'm saying this. But it is a great cause, though, especially the Humane Society, where I just talked about this earlier. But it's up to you guys. If you guys buy a shirt and you want to donate a portion of that to charity, because I'm not in this for a full 100% profit. I don't even get 100% of the profit. Pro Wrestling Tees gets their share. I get maybe half of that. So what I'm saying is that I'm going to take percentage off of my half to give to charity, to give back, to show I'm not a greedy you know, SOB, and then I actually generally want to help. And I think it's great and fantastic as a trusting factor to say, hey guys, if you buy one of my shirts, I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it to help spread the product and spread the word. And for you guys to, to help support me, I get a little bit of that, but I'm giving some of that back to the community because that's the right thing to do. So if you guys buy my 1999 podcast logo tee, if you would like to donate to a charity of your choosing, you buy that shirt. The 1999 one. You provide me the proof of your purchase. Screenshot of your receipt is just fine. I'm going to send 15, 1-5, 15% of those profits to a charity of your choosing. If you buy my second shirt, which is the Yeah Buddy with our podcast logo on the back of that, for $26.99, once again, if you would like to donate to charity, you provide me a proof of your purchase by sending me a message. I'd send me a text message if you know me personally, but send a message to the podcast facebook page or the twitter page and i'll give those here in just a second you buy that show for 26.99 you provide the proof of purchase i will send 25 to 5 percent of any profits i get to the charity of your choosing so guys what a great way to spend the last little bit of your holiday season holiday money i know some of you guys some gift cards either you're getting paid or anything like that you're getting 20 percent off these orders so 20 percent off 19.99 20 percent off 26.99 Guys, let me do the quick math for you right now. So if you take 20% of $19.99, you're saving $4. You're spending $16 on that. If you do the $26.99, you're taking 20% off of that. You're saving a little over almost $5.50. You're paying about $20. Okay? That's not bad. That's not bad at all. 20% off from January 1st to January the 5th. 20% off each one of those shirts. You provide a proof of purchase. If you want to donate to charity, the $19.99 logo shirt, I'm giving 15% of my profits to charity. The Yeah Buddy shirt with the podcast logo on the back for $26.99. That's 20% off Pro Wrestling Tees starting January 1st to January 5th. 25% towards a charity of your choosing. Now, guys, 
easy for me to say I'm going to provide that to the charity of your choosing, right? Proof of purchase to show me that you bought it and I send it to charity. Okay, what if I don't do it? How do you know if I did it besides just saying, hey, I gave it to charity? <clears throat> While I'm clearing my throat here. Once you have done it, the proof of purchase and you provide the charity of your choice, I will provide proof of my donation, which is basically a portion of your money that's being sent to this. I'll provide the proof of the donation to the charity of your choosing once you have sent me that proof of purchase in the charity of your selection. If I have not shown proof back to you by sending you a screenshot in one week's time, the money that you paid for that shirt, it's fully refunded. And you basically get that shirt for free. For free. Think about that for a second. If I don't get back to you in a week with a screenshot or something regarding a receipt saying that I've donated that portion to charity in a week's time, the money you just paid for the shipping, for the taxes, for the shirt with the 20% off coupon, you get all that back for free. So you're basically buying a free shirt if I don't provide that proof. So if you buy a shirt, you need to give me your first name and your last name, telephone number if you want to, so I can either send you a screenshot through a text message or I can give you a call. Or if you want to provide your social media, you can do that. If you have Twitter, if you have a Facebook, let me know. I will send you a message personally, either by messenger or by direct message on Twitter, or I'll send you a text message personally or give you a call, letting you know screenshot-wise, hey, this is the receipt. This is what I just paid for them. I promise you this is real. This is what the donation you gave to me, the portion of it just went to them. So I know I'll overload your brain with all sorts of stuff here. The main thing is, guys, is that I'm not keeping all the profits. I'm sending portion of my profits to charity because I'm not a greedy SOB and need the money. I just want to do this for a fun thing as a hobby I'm doing and for you guys to do that for me is awesome and, and I couldn't explain it myself for you that you bought a shirt from me but a way to give back to that and show I'm a humble person that I want to do the best and I just want to give back by donating to charity so once again guys to collaborate all of this from January 1st to January 5th starting at 1pm Eastern 12pm Central ending 1pm Eastern 12pm Central from January 1st through the 5th 20% off t-shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees the two shirts that I have, they are 20% off each. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Beyond the Curtain Wrestling Podcast. You get both those shirts and that charity choice you will provide. I will promise you it will get done. You can follow us at Beyond the Curtain Wrestling on Facebook and at Beyond the Curtain with no O and Beyond. So Beyond with no O. Beyond the Curtain on Twitter. Let me know, guys. Follow the page. Share this. Have a great rest of your day, night, evening. Enjoy the holidays. Buy those shirts. Provide the proof. We're going to send that to charity. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Share the page. Share the podcast. I love you all. Have a great rest of your holiday season.